Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. And we continue at 2.07 in the afternoon. Talk Radio 790 KABC, The John Phillips Show. Broadcasting live from the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa Living Room Studios, where I'm getting hungry and the buffet is starting to sound nice. Mr. Randy Wang is in Culver City. John, it took San Diego's finest police officers six years of investigating to finally realize that a massage parlor was a whorehouse. I'll tell you this. I see those shady-looking massage parlors all over town. And I think to myself, every time I see one, do they really think they're fooling anyone? They're not. It's widely known what they are. Uh, Somebody once told me, hell, I could say who it was. Danny Bonaducci once told me that if you see steel bars on the massage parlor, you know what it's for. To keep them in or keep them out? That's the sign that you know that that's where you can get some special activities. Let's just go back to the one by the airport. Someone somewhere had to show up to some city hall and apply for a business license for a massage parlor called Yum Yum Number (laughs) 2. How can you do that with a straight face? And if you're sitting at the desk working for the city and you see someone coming in there asking for that license for Yum Yum Number 2, how do you keep a straight face? I want to know what happened in San Diego where they had to do four separate undercover operations before they realized that this is a whorehouse. Yeah, I can tell you what happened. Every single employee at the police department volunteered for that job. We need to spend 100 man hours on this investigation. Oh, yeah. Everyone in the department gets to have a chance. (laughs) Some get it four or five times. Sign me up for that task force. I wonder what you have to do within the police department to be chosen to be an undercover John in a sting operation like that. John, I feel like we have to dive into this piece from CBS San Diego. All right, let's hear it. The city of San Diego says prostitution was so rampant at a Kearney Mesa massage parlor, it took legal action today to shut down the business. It's our top story on The Four. I'm Heather Myers. I'm Carlo Cicchetto. CBS 8's Kelly Hestedal joins us live from Kearney Mesa with what police say they uncovered in this extensive investigation. Kelly. They worked hard on this one. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah, and that's right. And the details inside the court documents are pretty graphic. Now, the Ocean Spa Massage Parlor was operating here. That's not a very funny name. No, that almost sounds legitimate. Spa Massage Parlor was operating here outside of or inside this uh, business complex along Kearney Villa Road. Now, it was operating out of two different units. And the city attorney says uh, some of the legal activity that was happening here was so loud, it would interrupt a youth Bible study group next door. Oh, God. Can you imagine learning about Jesus and you can't even hear the teacher 
because you're hearing some businessman getting a gentleman's massage next door? You know, they might not even know what it was at first. They might have thought it was a different Bible study group because next door they could hear, oh, my God. And then it got so bad, the group left. They offended the youth Bible study group. They call themselves a massage parlor. They are not. Uh, There is prostitution activity that's been happening there for years, and they've actually brought it out into the parking lot so that everybody can be witness to them uh, thumbing their nose at the law. Is it cheaper if you do it in your car instead of on the table? What's the point of doing it in the parking lot if you have an entire massage parlor that's meant for that? And there was a uh, man here who appeared to be painting inside the massage parlor this morning who left uh, pretty quickly after our cameras showed up. I don't think he was painting. No. Is that one of those circumstances where they purposely get it wrong because they don't want to give an accurate description? Yes. Like when that ESPN reporter heard bleep Joe Biden and said, I think it's let's go, Brandon. Exactly. Now, we did get a look inside this place. I'm told the owners have been hauling things away today. You can, you can see there were still several things left behind. Uh, furniture, including tables, couches. We spotted several boxes and bags of trash. It looked like uh, there were some pills on the floor. Oh, my. Yeah, I wouldn't look through their trash too much. Do you think that those those pills that are at the impulse section of the gas station? I think that's exactly what they are. Now, this investigation with the city attorney's office and police uncovered numerous things. Police say Ocean Spa workers actually were caught offering to sell sex to undercover police officers on four different occasions. Why did they need four different investigations? (laughs) Four times? Are you kidding me? (laughs) I just want to be really sure. Let me go back. We want to make sure we have an airtight case. And then I've got to send the boss in. The chief needs to personally witness it. We need to both go in at the same time. For anywhere from 150 to $300. Now, police say online they found more than 1,200 advertisements. This is San Diego. It's less than an hour from TJ. 1,200 advertisements? Now, police say online they found more than 1,200 advertisements offering sex acts. But it doesn't say for $300. It says you need to bring 300 roses. Aren't you supposed to be discreet about that? You're not supposed to print it out in a menu. What do you think Craigslist is for? Good Lord. Back page. There's some website that advertises on a van on Sepulveda Boulevard when you get off the 101 and the 405, and it says that you will get the best massage of your life. Go to this website. They found more than 1,200 advertisements offering sex acts at this so-called spa. And according to court documents, complaints... I think she did the air quotes. So-called spa? At this so-called... That's a better name than Ocean Spray. At this so-called spa. And according to court documents, complaints about the business started back in 2018. People complained about traffic at all hours of the day. Sexual sounds coming from the premises... (laughs) Imagine owning that particular strip mall and you're trying to rent out the space next door. Well, some clients might be encouraged to sign that lease. You know, KBC is directly adjacent to a pet spa. And in our office, Randy, if you're sitting in there and working on a laptop, you can hear the sounds of dogs barking 
quite clearly. This is a little different. Sexual sounds coming from the premises, uh, which were audible to nearby businesses and female employees wearing sexually explicit, explicit, that is, clothing. That's just the uniform. Yeah. It's medical. Every job has a uniform. She doesn't want to get lotion on that nurse's outfit. No, if you're a flight attendant at Southwest Airlines, you get to wear the shorts and you get to wear the golf shirt. If you're a flight attendant at Delta or American, they make them wear a dress shirt. Skirts for the women, slacks for the men. I can only imagine what the uniform is over at the Ocean Spray Massage Parlor. Do you believe it involved leather or chains? Well, it depends. Is it before or after Labor Day? Investigators say sex acts were happening inside the business and also in people's cars in the parking lots. That Bible study group that I mentioned actually terminated its lease at this site last fall because of the activity going on here. It wasn't a very holy situation. Imagine trying to focus on Bible study when that's going on all around you. (laughs) All right, everyone, let's go to Luke 1. I asked Chief David Nislight today uh, why it took so long to shut this business down, and here's what he said. You have to get collaboration. You have to get evidence that collaborates what the complaints are, and and sometimes it can take longer than everybody wants to include ourselves. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because you had four different sting operations. They just had to be really sure. And he says in 2023 alone, STPD spent over 125 hours investigating prostitution-related crimes out the property. Uh, the city attorney wants the courts Wait, to... Wait, they were down there for 100 hours? They wanted to really make sure this was an airtight case. Nip this thing in the bud. Okay. I got a message for all you police officers out there. If you're going undercover to expose a massage parlor for being a house of prostitution, a house of ill repute. At some point, one of you is going to have to go undercover to get the goods on them. But don't be greedy. One hour, yes. Maybe you do it a second time to make sure you got it. You got all the information you need. But a hundred hours? A hundred find the property owners and those running the business more than $100,000. So back out here live, the city attorney says there was also evidence that some of the workers were actually sleeping here at the business. So there's also a concern uh, that potentially human trafficking was happening here as well. Carlo and Heather? Yeah, Kelly, it sounds like this was going on for a very long time before something was actually done. What about criminal charges? Well, yeah, so shutting the business down, that's all in civil court. Uh, We do know that a criminal investigation is ongoing right now. Oh, so they're still going to investigate. Well, they got 100 hours of evidence. Uh, I'm told that one person has been charged uh, with prostitution. However, that is just a misdemeanor. I'm told that uh, were they to continue to go down that road of, you know, finding a conspiracy or an organized crime ring, that is an extremely complicated thing to do. It's an extensive investigation. It takes a lot of manpower. Uh, But having said that, they say the investigation is ongoing. Uh, They say the focus right now, though, was just getting some relief for these neighbors and getting this business shut down. Potential for much more serious charges down the road. Kelly Hustall reporting live for us. Thanks, Kelly. Now, John, we, we don't know the intricacies of how these operations work, but one of our callers does. Let's go to Rick and Camarillo. Rick, hello. Hello. Hey. Hold on. 
<laughs> I start laughing and I start choking. <laughs> Don't choke. It's, 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 it's funny. Anyway, these are, believe it or not, these are pretty complex investigations. A <clears throat> hundred hours would not surprise me because, first of all, you're going to have to get a violation, right? And violation just simply means that someone's soliciting sex. It doesn't mean that you had to actually have the, the sex act. They could say, hey, do you want a happy ending? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, I'll give you a whatever. And you go, oh, you know what? I don't have time for that today, but maybe maybe next time or whatever. So you'd end up with a violation. Go to the management. Management's going to say, we didn't know they were doing that. So that's why you're going to have to go back three or four times, get three or four violations, and that could take a little while. Secondly, when you're putting an officer in that position, they're not going to be armed because, for obvious reasons, because they may not be wearing anything, because which requires a whole different level of approvals to get what we call strip authority or strip approval. Um, but then you're going to get in there and, and you're going to have a backup officer somewhere nearby in case there's a problem. So 100 hours, it really isn't that much time when you look at a complex investigation. I had one um, which was, and, I, and I'll, I'll be as detailed as, as I can without being graphic, in order to get into the prostitution the place posed as a as a clinic, and I use that in air quotes. So in order for you to get an appointment to get into the prostitution angle, you had to get an enema before they would let before they let you in. What? Now, you had to get an enema. And they knew that police officers were not gonna walk in and subject themselves to having that issue. So it took us a long time to figure out how to even get in there to get a violation. And ultimately, we ended up getting uh, creative and found out that inserting something into the body for the purpose of a medical treatment would be would fall under the medical board. And so uh, we ended up shutting them down for practicing medicine without a license. Uh, but <laughs> it was you've got to get creative on some of these. And it's, it's not easy. They're to get into a vice unit, there's a lot of background stuff, a lot of stuff they look at to make sure you've got the, the character to, to be able to go do those things. And I remember when I went in for my interview, one of the guys says, hey, so how do you feel about going into a men's room and, and seeing if you're going to get solicited for, you know, for prostitution or, or sex act? And I'm like, you know, I'd prefer not to, but, uh, you know, if that's the complaint, then we got to do it. And they I was the only one in that interview stream that they said, I'd rather not do that. Everybody else was like, yeah, no, not a problem. But you've got to get, you've got to get in there, and, and you've got to work these things. And Vice, just the way the nature of Get an inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy, Kamal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. Advice, it has to be one of what we used to call the three C's. It has to be complained of, commercial, or conspicuous to even initiate a vice investigation because of all the all the complexities and, and things that go on. There's a lot of oversight work advice because you're allowed to drink on duty. You're allowed to you know do other things in order to fit in. If you had a traffic accident, let's say you're just driving down the street 
and you just started your shift and somebody ran a red light and hit your car, you have to submit to a field sobriety test and a blood draw and a, and a urine test at the time to see if you're under the influence because you're allowed to drink on duty. So it, they, those guys have a lot of scrutiny put on them. It's always fun to talk about, you know, what, how many times did they go in there? But I, I'll guarantee you that um, that was one of those ones that was very frustrating for them a lot of times. You, but, you get, again, you go in, you get the violation. You can't make the arrest right away. Maybe you can. Maybe you do. And then somebody else has got to come in because now you can't use that same team that was in there before because they're burned. So you're going to go through a bunch of operators and a bunch of different tries at the, to go. And I know you got a question, Randy. I can just hear it in your voice, <laughs> hearing your breathing. Rick, I just got to imagine when you have friends over, you've got the best stories. Uh, we have some interesting ones. <laughs> we have interesting ones. Okay, I got a question for you. You're sure. an undercover cop. You're laying there on the massage table. They're offering you sexual services. You're there to get the goods on the massage parlor. How far as a police officer can you let them go? You're you're not going to let them go anywhere. Once they've again, prostitution is the exchange of sex for a consideration. Consideration can be money. It can be any number of things. As soon as they tell you what they want to do and what it's going to cost you, uh, you've got it. Now, there's word games and things that they play like, well, what do you want? I don't know. What can I get? Well, I don't know. What do you want? What's it going to cost me? I don't know. It depends on what you get. You know, and so they go, word games go back and forth. But when you finally get that violation, then, yeah, you can sit back and say, hey, you know what, not today. And then you walk out, you flag your partner up, they come in, and then you, you make the arrest. Um, and I would imagine they made probably a couple of arrests before they finally closed it down because you're going you're gonna to want an arrest to be able to show in that case. And the civil action is simply saying, hey, look, we've gone in there on multiple occasions. We've seen evidence of prostitution. We've got all this other corroboration from people hearing, what, quote, sex sounds from next door, on and on. We're going to do this, but you're going to get that violation to say, hey, we've got the crime. And now we can show that this place is a nuisance and we can seize the place under the under the laws of California even fe- and even federal laws. Well, thank you so much for the call. I've learned a lot. Yeah, you learned about the, all, all the things you can and can't say, right? And the enema. That was definitely a curveball I didn't see coming. <laughs> that, was, that was one that no, no one had ever, at least in our agency, had ever encountered. They're like, how the hell are you going to do that one? So we had to go, hey, get a guy with strip approval, because everybody didn't have strip approval. You know, hey, go get somebody with strip approval. Maybe they can do it. And they're like, I'm not, just, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, so we had to go a little, get a little creative. Well, thank you for the call, sir. I appreciate it. That was amazing. Okay, so my phone and our email is blowing up. Oh, boy. <laughs> I got a note from a former official in West Hollywood who said in West Hollywood, one of the sheriff lieutenants there was tipping off the local massage parlors when the raids were coming. In exchange, he was receiving services at those massage parlors from the ladies. He ended up under federal investigation and went to prison for about six months a year ago. He was a lookout. (laughs) And then I got another one who said there was a sting on the massage parlors in the city of Palm Desert, and you know what the sting was called? What was that called? 
Operation Fortune Cookie. (laughs) How did we not know about any of this? Apparently, we're a lot more innocent than we thought we were. I guess. Tom writes in at johnnydontlikeshow at gmail.com and wants to know if this story has a happy ending. Well, he should have called in and asked the cop. (laughs) If you'd like to email the show, you can do so at johnnydontlikeshow at gmail.com. That's johnnydontlikeshow at gmail.com. And Randy, if you want to, let's say, take a link to this hour and send it to a friend who you know that is fond of gentlemen's massages, that's easy to do. All you got to do around 3 o'clock once I get it posted is go to kabc.com, click on podcast, go to the Apple Podcast app, iHeart, Spotify, search for The John Phillips Show, hit subscribe, you can download all the episodes, get the KABC app, search KABC AM in the Apple App Store, the Android Store. It's the easiest way to listen live to this station so you can hear moments like that live and you'll remember exactly where you were for the rest of your life when you heard Enema. I'm going to tell you that right now. You can also download all the podcasts. It's Woo Wednesday. Ric Flair. It's Woo Wednesday. Yeah, baby. It's not often I'm at a loss for words. Well, John, tomorrow is Throwback Thursday, and two different listeners emailed with a very similar idea because both Greg and Bev wrote in wanting to, to, to give a tribute of Throwback Thursday to the people we discovered at the top of the show today, the Smoke and Stream crew. Greg writes in at johnnydontlikeshow at gmail.com with today's theme being Smoke and Stream or whatever that channel is called. How about songs having to do with weed or songs from Rick James? Then Bev wrote in, totally unrelated, an hour later and says, hey, I've got two thoughts for tomorrow's tunes. In honor of Smoke and Scan listeners, I'm suggesting the following. Odes to Willie Nelson and Bob Marley. So here's what we're going to do because of Bev and because of Greg and because of the smoke and scan crew that makes fun of the city council and prank calls them. We're going to do an hour of Willie, an hour of Marley and an hour of Rick James. Oh, my. I just saw a picture of Willie Nelson, a current one. Uh Uh-huh. He looks like he needs to be vacuumed. (laughs) (laughs) The man's going to turn 91 this year and he's still a living legend, and still on tour. Okay. In the meantime, what do you say we make a couple of listeners very happy? This is very fitting. 790 KABC welcomes the Doobie Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) At the Kia Forum on June 23rd. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, but right now, caller number 9 at 1-888-790-5222. Gets a pair of tickets to the show. Tickets furnished by Live Nation. Good luck dialing. Oh, boy. After three weeks on jury duty, I needed this. (laughs) Whenever the attorney general, Rob Bonta, who used to be the assemblyman from Oakland, talks about crime in California, he would let you believe that crime is actually down. 
and it's just the news that's trying to scare you into thinking that crime is up. Newsom does the same thing, as does George Gascon in Los Angeles County. The problem is that whenever you watch the local news and they talk about what's going on in the area that they cover, crime is always discussed because crime is what's going on all around us. In Oakland, some businesses are now forced to hire security guards to walk their employees from their office to the car because they're getting robbed so often. This comes in the wake of Kaiser Permanente, the largest employer in Oakland, warning their employees not to go out for lunch because they'll get robbed. And In-N-Out Burger, for the first time ever, closing a location, and that's in the city of Oakland, because of crime. And now it's not safe enough for you to walk from your office to your car without having a guy with a gun standing right beside you. For more, here's KGO. A secure- right, let me fix the audio on that. Here we go. Now. A security guard at the Clorox Company building in Oakland seen walking with an employee to their vehicle on Tuesday. Sources confirmed to ABC7 News that... Em- can, can like one employee leave at a time? Single you realize file. this is totally ridiculous. Yep. That employees there now have the option to be escorted by security to their car... BART or a location within two blocks. Well, honestly, I think that's kind of like a good thing. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. Scott Grimes is here Thank with you. us. Voiceover, that is like my dream job. I think I just have too distinctive a voice and I can't manipulate it. so why I'm right. not a good singer. This is how great Seth MacFarlane is. I went in to do it and I was talking like this and he goes, good, now just get rid of the neck thing that you just did because it's one, it's ugly. And then I just came out like this and came up with this guy named Steve Smith who has a tiny little lisp, but so does Scott Grimes, so it's perfect. What women binge wherever you listen. Um, given the fact that Oakland, after dark, it's a crazy place, right? <laughs> oh, I think I've got another one to add to my Oakland wall. Given the fact that Oakland, after dark, it's a crazy place, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, a siren's going off in the background. Given the fact that Oakland, after dark, it's a crazy place, right? Oh, let me save that one right there. That goes to the collection, the Oakland Hall of Fame. Oakland, crazy place. Okay, now let's find out what other toys are going to be on the shelf along with that cut. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Oh, my God, they melted the basketball court. I said, hell no, baby boy. Let me get up on out of here. It's wild, wild west out here. Oakland, I love you, but you don't love me. Given the fact that Oakland, after dark, it's a crazy place, right? I I guess you would say appreciation. At least they're thinking of the community and they're picking their members. Those we spoke with who work in the area say companies offering security escorts to keep employees safe is good news to them. Blue Shield of California confirms they have taken similar measures at their nearby location in Oakland. You walk out and the health insurer and the health provider all worried about safety. Who knows better than an insurance company? They have taken similar measures at their nearby location in Oakland. You walk out at night, I've seen a whole block literally getting bipped. <laughs> I wonder if Pam Price was one of them. You walk out at night, I've seen a whole block literally getting bipped. I've been bipped several times. 
This guy, I hope he never leaves Oakland. This is a great man on the street. He really is the narrator of Oakland. You walk out at night, I've seen a whole block. And that's another siren. You walk out at night, I've seen a whole block literally getting bipped. Like one single person just going car to car to car to car. In fact, a short time after we spoke with Victor Quintanilla, we saw just that, a bipped car. (laughs) They did it right in front of the news? (laughs) Why not? Then nothing's going to happen to them. We witnessed someone bust out this car window and take items that were hidden in the trunk. They then drove off in a white getaway car. Probably a Kia. Some who live nearby say you just have to be aware of your surroundings. You just try to be on your toes as best as you can, if that makes any sense. Downtown workers, though, tell us they are frustrated with the current crime situation in Oakland. Sources tell us there were safety concerns that led to the Clorox company making the decision to provide security escorts. And I know it's been like this thing forever, like defund the police, but when there's conditions like this, you know, I think safety is number one priority, right? It's a wise man. Not in Oakland. In addition to security walking employees to their vehicles, Tuesday we saw numerous guards outside the Clorox company building as well. In Oakland, J.R. Stone, ABC 7 News. Okay, so that's what's going on in Oakland, where businesses, including insurance companies, are now having to hire private security guards to walk their employees from their office to their car because it's not safe for them to walk alone. While that is going on, there is new sound of Gavin Newsom acknowledging that he was just in a target that got robbed, and it happened literally right in front of him. Gavin Newsom was on a Zoom call with a whole bunch of mayors, including Shang Tao. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So if anybody... Anybody out there has a link to that whole Zoom call, I wants to hear it. This was to get all the mayors so they would start promoting Prop 1, which is the thing Gavin Newsom wants you to vote on in March. And apparently he wanted to tell all the mayors about what happened when he went to Target. Are you ready? I've been waiting for this my whole life. He says, sir, uh, you dropped this. And he comes back, picks it up, and keeps walking out. As we're checking out, the woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said... Why are you stopping? She goes, oh, the governor. (laughs) (laughs) Swear to God, true story. On my mom's grave. The governor lowered the threshold. There's no, there's no, there's no accountability. I said, that's just not true. And she, I, she got, I said, we have the 10th toughest, $950, the 10th toughest in America. She doesn't even know what Wait I, a second. He's claiming that the Target employee said there's no accountability? Accountability, accountability, accountability. Accountability, accountability, accountability. And she, I, she got, I said, we have the 10th toughest, $950, the 10th toughest in America. She doesn't even know what I was talking about. By the way, it's the 10th toughest in America. So look it up. No one gives a damn about right. that. Somebody get me the link to this Zoom. And I said, it's just not true. There's still a stop. I said, well, we don't stop them because of the governor. And then she goes, she looks at me twice, and then she freaks out. She calls everyone over, wants to take photos. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a photo. We're having a conversation. Where's your manager? How are you blaming the governor? 
and it was you know $380 later and I was like why am I spending $380 everyone can walk the hell right out so wait he tried to get her in trouble for blaming him he called for the supervisor Gavin Newsom's a Karen (laughs) Karen why are you doing this so this story first you have to believe that Gavin went to a target Gavin witnessed somebody stealing. Gavin lectured the employee for blaming him for the stealing and says, you don't understand. We've got the highest felony threshold in the whole country. And then he tried to get her in trouble. He demanded to speak to the manager. I think we're going to listen to this in its entirety. It's only a minute long. But this is some um, this is some Gavin that you were not supposed to hear. He says, sir, uh, you dropped this. And he comes back, picks it up and keeps walking out. As we're checking out, the woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said, well, why are you stopping? She goes, oh, the governor. I swear to God, true story. Oh, my mom's great. The governor lowered the threshold. There's no, there's no, there's no accountability. There's no, I said, that's just not true. And she, I, she got, I said, we have the 10th toughest, $950, the 10th toughest in America. She didn't even know what I was talking about. By the way, it's the 10th toughest in America. Look it up. No one gives a damn about right. that. And I said, it's just not true. There's still a stop. I said, well, we don't stop them because of the governor. And then she goes, she looks at me twice, and then she freaks out. She calls everyone over, wants to take photos. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a photo. We're having a conversation. Where's your manager? How are you blaming the governor? And it was, you know, $380 later. And I was like, why am I spending $380? Everyone can walk the hell right out. I believe the story is true. If this story is as Gavin's is saying it, Gavin is a bigger a-hole than I thought. I believe it's true. I believe he does shop at Target. Keep in mind, he lives in a very, very wealthy part of Sacramento. So if he goes to the Target, the Target is not going to be disgusting or dangerous. It's going to be a nice Target. Except for that shoplifting. Yes. And he has a wife who is from a very wealthy family who is an actress and a philanthropist. So I don't think she's the one doing the target runs. It's either him or his staff. And everyone needs to, I've been on jury duty for three weeks. Guess where I'm going as soon as the show is over? I'm going to Target. Because I'm out of bottled water, I'm out of Coca-Cola, I'm out of paper plates, and that's where you go when you need those items. So I believe Gavin was shopping at the Target. I believe the Target got robbed because they all get robbed. They get robbed because it's open season in California. And stores in the good areas get robbed just like the stores in the bad area get robbed because criminals are mobile. They may not necessarily live in that particular neighborhood, But they know that that target exists, and they'll show up and they'll rob it. Because why not? (laughs) And I believe that the woman who is the cashier, who is not a dummy. No, this cashier is no dummy. If the cashier is dummy. I believe that the cashier absolutely blamed the governor. And Prop 47 was not something that was signed into law by Gavin Newsom but it's certainly a proposition that he supports. He defends it every chance he can. Yes. So to blame the governor for the target getting robbed, that's a rational thing to do. 
And I bet you he wasn't in a suit and tie if he's shopping at Target. I bet you he probably had a ball cap on and was wearing, I don't know, jeans. So she didn't make the connection right away that that was Gavin Newsom because the man standing in front of her wasn't dressed like Gavin Newsom that you see on television. But it just didn't feel big enough. And then I believe that he stood there and argued with her because the guy has really thin skin and can't handle any criticism at all. I mean, this is the dumbest stuff I've ever heard. And I believe he demanded to speak to the manager and tried to get her in trouble. (laughs) That is so Gavin. (sighs) Let's hear that again. Says, sir, uh, you dropped this. And he comes back, picks it up, and keeps walking out. As we're checking out, the woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said, well, why are you stopping? She goes, oh, the governor. I swear to God, true story. On my mom's grave. The governor lowered the threshold. There's no, there's no, there's no accountability. There's no, I said, that's just not true. And she, I, she got, I said, we have the 10th toughest, $950, the 10th toughest in America. She doesn't even know what I was talking about. By the way, it's the 10th toughest in America. Look it up. No one gives a damn about right. that. And I said, it's just not true. There's still a stop. I said, well, we don't stop them because of the governor. And then she goes, she looks at me twice, and then she freaks out. She calls everyone over, wants to take photos. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a photo. We're having a conversation. Where's your manager? How are you blaming the governor? And it was, you know, $380 later. And I was like, why am I spending $380? Everyone can walk the hell right out. And the cherry on top of the Sunday is he's on a Zoom call with Shang Tao. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, this was the chatter while they were all getting ready for the big Zoom call why all the state's mayors need to come together and tell us to vote yes on Prop 1. So someone on that call was recording this and released it to the public. I need more of that call, and I need it like right now. How much do you want to bet it was someone from Sheng Tao's office? That's right. I like that. That was amazing. <laughs> it had to be her. You think she's got a bone to pick with Gavin? No, I think she has absolutely no control over any employee in that city. Absolutely. Would you fear her if you work for her? No. Would you have any respect for her if you work for her? No. Would you enjoy embarrassing her publicly if you had the opportunity to? Every chance I could. Not a day goes by where I don't wish I could just wave a magic wand and silence the gunfire. It had to be someone from her office that did that. All of these other politicians, they're all upwardly mobile. Karen Bass almost became vice president. The guy in San Diego is probably thinking to himself, Todd Gloria, I'm the mayor of the second biggest city in the state. I should be the next governor. I should be the next fill-in-the-blank. London Breed, they come from the same political machine, Willie Brown's machine. She's not going to do it. (laughs) Daryl Steinberg in Sacramento, he's running to be attorney general. He's not going to do it. It had to be Sheng Tao. We've eliminated all the others. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And he swore on his mother's grave that it happened that way. (laughs) Yes, this story. I mean, what was the point of the story? That he yelled at a Target employee? 
So this is when they were waiting for a meeting to start, and it's just small talk. Ashley Zavala, if you're listening, get down to that target and find that employee. We need a one-on-one interview. I wonder if she got fired or demoted. If the governor demands to speak to the manager and complains about an employee in Sacramento, I would assume they're going to get rid of her or demote her or give her a talking to. What if they got the supervisor out and the supervisor also didn't recognize Gavin and blame Gavin? I think that's part of what offended him, that she didn't recognize him right away. I think it also offended him that she blamed him. And I think that's why he was talking about it with the mayors. I think it really bothered him. Breaking news, Gavin Newsom was in a target that got robbed. The cashier blamed the governor, and then he demanded to speak to the manager to get her in trouble. That is the most perfect California story I've ever heard. All right, Randy, you're coming up later on tonight at 5. That's right. I'll be here for the News Blitz at 5 o'clock. We'll see you tomorrow at noon. The both of us right here on Throwback Thursday, it's going to be Smoke and Scan Edition with some Willie, with some Rick James, and some Bob Marley. So stay tuned for that. All right. See you all tomorrow at noon right here on Talk Radio 790 KABC. Get an inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy, Kumal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen.